Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. Before we dive into the episode, if you are a service-based business that operates fully online, either as a done-for-you service, consulting, coaching, et cetera, and you've been in business for a bit, you've been working with clients, you've been doing all the things, but you feel like you're really frustrated now because your income is not matching your efforts. And you assumed by now that you would just be earning more and things would be easier, then I've got something for you. It's my rebellious success program that I love so, so much, which is a six month group coaching experience for ethical service providers ready to smash through income ceilings with simplicity, sustainability, and support. And while we don't get started with the third cohort until November, applications are open now. So if you want to actually learn the shockingly simple things that you need to do to hit your next level revenue and impact goals, then you'll at least want to give it a look. You can do that at rebellious-success.com. And of course, let me know if you have any questions. Okay. on to the episode. I am so incredibly excited about this week's episode because Not only is the topic so important, but my guest is just incredible. And I know that you are going to get so much out of what she shares and what she has to say about marketing and specifically decolonizing marketing. This is another installment in my Rebellious Success Spotlight series where I feature actual people, the amazing humans who I have gotten the privilege to work with in my rebellious success group coaching program. And I think I mentioned it in the episode. I can't remember, but, uh, Jackie is somebody I have actually hired to help me with some of my content and some of my emails. And she helped me with some edits to the rebellious success sales page, and we have plans to work together in the future. So she is, she's fantastic. Definitely go follow her after, even if you are not yet ready to 
hire her yourself, even just from her content that she puts out, you will get so much value. So all of her info is in the show notes as usual, but she's, she's definitely someone to learn from if you are aligned with the, with my approach to business. So Jackie Rodriguez is a sleaze free email copywriter and strategist who takes a human centered, no fluff approach to marketing. She helps online service providers, consultants, and course creators who want to align their marketing efforts with their brand values to craft captivating content for their audience. And I will say, I know we touch on it a little in there, but you'll hear us talk about slow business. So if that piques your curiosity, I actually have an episode just a few months back called In Defense of Slow Business. That's the title. And although we explain this a little bit in the episode, I really wanted to reiterate that slow business does not necessarily have to mean slow to get results or slow to progress or anything like that. Because you might be listening and being like, okay, cool. Like why? Like I, I already, things already feel slow. Like I'm I'm already maybe not where I want to be or where I'd hoped to be by this point. Like you want me to go even slower? No, no, no. That's not what we're saying. Kind of like if you're familiar with like the slow food movement or there's a lot of other like slow, you know, fill in the blank, um, movements around things that very typically have been rushed, have been hurried, have been um, really like a lot of pressure has been on them for intense and quick extraction. And because of that, like, especially in the case of slow food move, the slow food movement, the opposite of that is the really harmful extractive, like agricultural practices that have led to climate change and a whole host of other things, right? So slow does not have to mean, oh my gosh, I'm going to be struggling forever to get my results. It's about, to me, it's about being very mindful and intentional about how we show up and how we impact people in ways good and bad and being really conscientious of that and really creating sustainable lasting results for ourselves and for our clients and not feeling this intensity of capitalism to just do whatever it takes at the expense of what is good in the world in order to get from where we are to where we want to be. So I just really wanted to emphasize that because I think it's really Um, important. And I feel like slow is perhaps not the greatest um, adjective uh, because of some of the the implications or the inferences that can come when we hear the word slow. So I just wanted to touch on that. But also after you listen to this, I feel like you're going to have a lot of ahas and big takeaways. And if you really want to sink into a more sustainable, human humanity centered approach to 
building a thriving business, definitely check out that other podcast episode. Um, and I would also really encourage you to check out my rebellious success program, because that is the whole focus of what we do in there. So now without further ado onto the interview. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the sell it sister podcast. I am so glad that you are here today to chat with me. I am also very glad to be here and super excited. So I can't wait to start talking about all things ethics and marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you and I totally click on this like enough, uh, which we'll, we'll get into later that like, I know that I can hire you to help me in your zone of genius. And like, I don't even have to sweat it because we're super, super, super aligned on this, which makes me feel good. Cause I'm not just a out to let anyone like mm-hmm. up, up in my content and my emails, because, you know, my values are super important to me. So why don't right. you share a bit about what sleaze free marketing, ethical marketing means to you and looks like to you? Sure. So first, thank you for that. It is an absolute (laughs) honor (laughs) that you can hand me your content um, without having to worry about it. And I totally know what you mean by that, because for me in my own marketing, one of the reasons why I sometimes I'm like even hesitant about posting anything, right, is because of that sleaze freeness. (laughs) Mm. And what I what I um, the way that I approach my own marketing and the marketing that I use for my clients is human centric. It's human centered. Mm -hmm. And that is what makes it to me sleaze free. And what I mean by that is uh, in marketing, I'm like taking a deep breath because I'm like, (laughs) how into it am I going to go right now? So (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know that marketing in general creates a need where there isn't one. Mm, And so mm -hmm. when marketers start marketing and they start creating content, they're creating content to appeal to that side of you. That's going to feel FOMO and it's going to feel scarcity or scarcity, however you want to pronounce it. And it's going to appeal to that guilt and the shame and the nasty emotions that people constantly suggest you do. And so if you look up on Google, how to market to my email list or how to market via blog posting or how to market period, there will always be a bullet point around appealing to emotions using guilt and shame. And that is disgusting to me. And that is not human centered. If you're really centering the human that is behind the screen, right? As an online business owner, your people are usually behind a screen. So if you're really appealing to them, then you're taking them into full consideration because they are, they are a whole human and no one (laughs) I'd hope would like try to get me to buy their thing by appealing to a negative emotion. And so for me, a sleaze free marketing approach is human centered in, in that way, in, in a way that appeals yes to emotions, but to the possibility of good, the possibility Mm -hmm. of something that's healthy, that's feasible, right. That's not like out of this world. Like, you know, you use this term all the time, dangling the carrot of like a whatever figure business or whatever thing that feels so far out of reach without giving you the reality of the steps you need to take to get there. Um, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really love that. And it's such, I feel like it's such an important distinction because it is, uh, you're right. Like it's been so hammered home for decades that it's like, Oh, you like make somebody feel bad and then Mm -hmm. say like, my thing will make you feel less bad. 
So if you don't buy it, then you will still keep feeling bad. And I mean, I am guessing you would agree with me, but like, that's not the vibe I want to start a client relationship off with, like with that weird power dynamic and that deficit, like that just feels awful. Exactly. And so on a personal level, that exact dynamic of, you know, you set yourself up as an authority with your marketing, but that authority is really coming from this place of fear that if I'm not as the consumer going to get what you're selling, then I'm fearful that I'm going to stay in the same place, not move, not move the needle, whatever the case may be. Um, and on a more personal note, that really affects me because <laughs> I'm going to get into it now. Do it. Get <laughs> so all in. <laughs> I, I know I'm like, so I didn't want to take off my sweater. Um, <laughs> so the, this on a personal level, right. It makes me think about my own ancestors and our ancestors, ancestors in general, how colonizers came into the lands of the native Americans of natives anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And they came with their shiny objects with glass beads, these trifle objects that meant nothing to people, but because they were novel, because they were presented as this shiny new thing, natives took it and they had never, you know, ignorant, not in a bad way, but ignorant in the fact that they had never seen something like this before. So they took Mm -hmm. it and traded their valuables, like gold, like corn, like things that really nourish things that they really that, that really held value, they traded it for something that didn't hold value. And so if we fast forward, I know I just took it way back and was like, you know, is that a leap, Jackie? No, not at all. Because I feel like these authority figures in the online business space or anyone who is marketing markets things in that shiny object way, which is where the shiny object syndrome comes from, where you're presenting a product or a service that not necessarily will help me get to that next level, but you're marketing it as such. And so I give you something valuable, my time and money and trust, and you're giving me back something that is nothing. That's not really going to help me. And so it affects me on a personal level because I know that my ancestors suffered through this. And it affects me on a personal level, because I know that if, if you were trying to market my mom, who knows like what it feels like to be taken, you know, she's an immigrant and she, struggled hard, right. To get Mm -hmm. to where she is today. And if someone were to market to her in that way, I'd want to punch him in the face and be like, are you kidding me? Do you know what this woman has gone through? And perhaps like in the online business space, there are people that have gone through similar things that my mom Mm -hmm. has gone through, or they might not right? at the end of the day, taking a human centered approach really listens to that nuance and and understands that there are people out there that may have experienced this. But at the end of the day, you're giving somebody like the trust, right? Like the ability to trust you versus the ability, I mean, versus like a shiny object thing that really didn't matter. I hope I'm making sense here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, completely. (laughs) It makes sense Uh to me. And I think what, um, I think what is so important, it's funny. I was just having this conversation in the DMS with somebody last night, because like I was in a mood and I had a mm-hmm. rant about like exploitation. Like I was just like, yes, sorry, it's all coming out. But like, um, and I feel like the, there is this, like, usually when marketing is taught, it's in this sense of like, urgency. Like everything has to be urgent. Like you need to get them to convert. Now you need to have this happen. Now you need to make them feel like time is running out when it's 
you know, mm-hmm. sometimes time is running out. Sometimes there are so many spots available, but like in those moments where it's not, um, which to that end, like, like there's so much, um, incredible work out there and like just things I've read or heard around that, like, like urgency is so rooted in like white supremacy and capitalism. Like it's mm-hmm. not our necessarily like our natural state and how like, like urgency is like just really hard on us as mm-hmm. humans. And I, that's something I've been trying to be more mindful of is like the effect that like, when I'm putting pressure on myself, like, where is that urgency coming from and why? And like, mm-hmm. how is it affecting me as a human and really being like, really like unpacking that and, and questioning it. So no, I don't, I don't think it's far off. Cause I think all of these mm-hmm. historic systemic things, like they, mm-hmm. they manifest them in so many ways. And one of those ways is business and yeah. monetary transactions for sure. So, um, so yeah, so I, I love that. And I think the flip side of that then is like, more of that idea of slow business, mm-hmm. which I think can feel really scary or really counter to the like six figures in six weeks narrative or <laughs> that's like yeah. peddled or even like six months. Like, um, I, I think it's, it's risky to show up, uh, or it feels risky to show up in the way that you're advocating. Cause it seems counter to like making money and making money now, but in the long run, it's so much better. Like you're forming like real trust, like deep trust and real relationships and, and all of that. And I know that's a big focus of yours in terms of like building aligned community. So can you speak a bit to how, like when you do it this other way, like, yeah, you may, you might not be like getting the cha-chings like right off the bat, but you're actually creating this like deeply aligned, like sustainable kind of marketing ecosystem. Yeah. You just reminded me a lot of like another marketing tactic that people often use, which is showing and I know we've all seen it showing in, in stories or in uh, posts and stuff like that, showing how, like how many Stripe notifications you've gotten today mm-hmm. because you've made X many sales. And that is cool that that's being done, but it also shows the person on the other side of the screen, your audience, right. That you can get it and you can get it fast and mm-hmm. it's not worth it if it's not fast. Right. And um, while that's cool that other people do it. Sure. Whatever people can do whatever they want. My way of doing things and the way that I prefer to do things with my clients is much slower and I prefer slow business. And, and I don't mean slow business as in you had a slow month. I Mm -hmm. mean, slow business as in sustainable, something that is also going to be good for you as a business owner, because this whole conversation right now has been around taking care of your audience and building trust for them, but it also has to be sustainable for you. Mm -hmm. And in order for that to be sustainable for you, you've got to know that you've got a community behind you, but they're all also with you. And so, you know, my focus right now is on email marketing, but I've done content marketing, you know, as a whole, you know, social media and blog posts and the whole strategy behind your content marketing. And so I understand what it, what it feels like to build community slowly with good 
quote unquote ethical. I hate that word because it's so overused, but it's exactly what we're doing right Um, with good ethical marketing, content marketing. And um, so you asked about the importance of building aligned community. And I feel like when you build that aligned community, you know, as a business owner that you have the opportunity to appeal to them when they need to, right? Give them value Mm -hmm. at all times. You know that they trust you whether or not they're buying something from you. Mm -hmm. Your audience vouches for you. So like, I'm pretty sure that this is your experience, especially because I know you've held the the summer workshops this summer, Mm -hmm. even if no one has purchased from you and they are a part of your community, they are all for you and they Mm -hmm. can vouch for you in a way that other people's communities might not be able to because they know you because you've presented things that are not only valuable, but they are also vulnerable, not in like a manipulative, uh, vulnerable vulnerability type of way that you're using that just to market, but you actually are doing it to connect with your audience. You've built a very strong community that isn't 10,000 followers big, but such a strong community that you don't need the 10,000 followers. And now you know, for you or for anyone, this is going to be true as well. So when it's time to launch something or to sell something, they know that they, you know, people aren't stupid. We all know we're being sold to, but we're no, we know that we're being sold to in a good place from a good place. And we, we are more likely to trust what it is that you're selling and trust that that's the right thing for me, because for this entire time, you've been building me up without asking anything in return. You know, I mean, granted, we're still a business and it's still okay to sell, but that aligned community that trusts you fully and that you also nurture and give value to whether or not you're selling something. It's such a priceless thing. There's, there's no like money value you can place on that. You know, there's just, I'm like, and it's beautiful corn, like unicorns and butterflies and like rainbows, but it is, it's such a, it's such a beautiful part of business, of business when you do it this way versus in that like scarcity mode that constantly going and hustle and, and make money now. And if I didn't make money in these 10 days, then, oh my gosh, like, what am I even worth? This is the difference between doing business that way and doing business in a more slow, sustainable way. You build your alliance community and you're able to grow with them and and see their growth, whether or not they purchase from you and you know, they've got your back. Yeah. I, I love that. And it really, it's true because, um, I was so surprised of the, the people who came to my summer workshops, there were like time. And again, I would hear from people after the fact where they would be like, oh my gosh, like I, I took so many notes, like that was so valuable. And like, and then they would know like each new training they come to, they're like, I'm ready. I've got my notebook. Like I'm Mm -hmm. ready to go. (laughs) Um, like, you know, my, my wrist is going to hurt after, but it's going to be worth (laughs) it. And like, but that, I mean, that makes me feel really good. And like, I even have people say like, I have, I got more out of like that training than like paid trainings I've paid for. And like, so they are like, you're right. They're ride or die. Like, even if they can't come to a training in the future, or it's not a training that they need, like, I know if they see me talking about it, they will tell other people to sign up because they know that I'm legit. And like, and I know that there are people in the online world who would be like, you're giving too much. Like you're, you're Mm -hmm. giving them Mm -hmm. too much. You should like hold that back or whatever. And I'm like, 
but why? Like I've got more though. Like I might be giving all this, but like, I, I still got more and it's still, it's still different. Like working together is still different than being, um, Mm -hmm. at a training and, uh, and you're right. Like I, uh, I I'm like very honest about like my numbers about different things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't have a huge email list. I don't have hundreds of thousands of podcast downloads, all of that. I don't have 10,000 Instagram people, but like it still works because the, the people who are there, like they, they believe in me and also like that took time and it took a lot of intentionality because there have been so many moments over the years where I'm like, if I just like, if I just crossed my own boundaries, would I get the results I want faster? And even when the answer is yes, it's still a no-go. I just won't do it. Like if that's the compromise I have to make, it's not worth it. And, um, but I will say, so yeah, like it, it's, it's not like, yeah, it wasn't like I never made any money for, you know, until like the last six months, like mm-hmm. I, you know, my business was steadily growing, but it grew in that slow, sustainable way where, um, I think I heard this, uh, analogy from my friend Meg Casebolt like years ago that it's like a it's like a train, like it takes a ton of energy to get the train up to speed on the track. But once the train is moving, it's really hard to get it stopped. And so I think that like, that is the thing, like, I would just encourage people if it feels really like, ah, it's, I'm just like, not there yet. Like keep, keep that in mind. Like, cause eventually people will people will invest in the shiny object people and still not get the result. And then you will still be there ready to serve them when they know it's time to hire you. Yeah, I I know. So I was, as you were talking, it reminded me of this phrase that I keep using sometimes with my clients when not with my clients per se, but on discovery calls, when it's like, um, well, what exactly do you mean by sleaze free? Well, isn't it like, shouldn't the pain points be highlighted because that's what sells and how will I make money? And there's always this fear of how will I make money? And the phrase I always give them, which I cannot believe I forgot. So I was looking it up right now. <laughs> is okay. I don't like, like, I don't like my marketing to sell trust. Like I, I want, mm-hmm. I want to build it. I want to earn it. I don't want to sell it. So if you're gatekeeping the mm-hmm. trust building, then that's a no-go for me, boss. Like I'm not going to work mm-hmm. with you, but if there is no gatekeeping to that trust and we can earn your audience's trust through content, then cool. Then let's do that. Then let's do that in a good way, in a way that feels good, that you're not feeling like is this tiptoeing that ethical line? Is this like the good place, like, you know, situation where we're talking to each other and wondering what is ethical. If that question doesn't have to come up with the content that we're creating and we're earning their trust along the way, then so cool. Let's do this. But if not, then, then hold on. Um, And so it goes back to what you were saying of, you know, you, you were talking about how some people might tell you you're giving all of your 
goods away. Why are you doing that? And what you're doing is you're not gatekeeping that trust. You're not like closing the doors on trust and saying, in order for you to really know what's behind this Mm -hmm. curtain, you've got to pay me for it. You actually opened up the curtain and said, here, this is like really good, meaty, valuable sneak peek into what's behind the curtain. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. there's more come work with me, but at the end of the day, what you gave them was meaty, was really valuable. And I've been a part of those free workshops. And even, you know, if I was part of your program, I was still part of your workshops because I knew that it was going to be value packed, whether or not I was paying for it. And I love that. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I trust you and trusted you to join your program because you were not a gatekeeper of knowledge. I hate that. (laughs) It was like, you wanted to share your knowledge and you provided knowledge and value in a ton of ways, in a variety of ways. Like if, I mean, listeners, if you're not following her on Instagram, (laughs) go follow because it's like every story, every real, even as funny and hilarious as as they are, they provide tons of value. And so Yeah. Just wanted to say all of that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And also like, um, on the one thing I I thought of and then forgot, but now remembered again about the aligned community was you, I think you were there too. You were on the one training I did where like, I think it was around marketing and I mentioned like coffee chats and it was the funniest thing. Cause I literally like had (laughs) to pause because the chat was blowing up. Everyone was like, <laughs> yes. here's my email. Uh, let's do coffee chats, whatever. And I was like, this is the greatest thing of my whole life. Like mm-hmm. this is the raddest thing because I, first of all, like I'm a connector. I love connecting people. Like I, it's just one of my most favorite things. Um, but also I was like, I know that these people will connect with each other and whatever like new relationships are forged from that, like will likely be beneficial. Like even if none of them ever become clients directly of one another, like maybe now they're like referral partners or they're just like boxer friends or whatever. But like, that is really awesome. Like that feels Mm -hmm. really good because I know like by leading, by leading with my values and like, you know, like really like mindfully. And I like, you know, the it's, it's like always something that I I'm conscious of when I'm putting out anything I create into the world is like all of the people who are there or, or likely, uh, all of the people they're also aligned with each other. Mm-hmm. And So to me, like that feels really good that like, no, we're not necessarily in community together, like inside of a closed ongoing container, like the group program, but like, even just, um, like I know, and I want you to talk a a little bit about like, kind of how you do this with, um, email, like nurture sequences, like, even though it's not physically people sitting across from each other in community, like it's still building community around like what is meaningful to you as the human behind the business. 
Yeah. So that's actually a good point that I wanted to mention and didn't earlier. It's the aligned community that you're building is not just a, like this feel good mechanism so that you can launch to them, you know, yeah. with more confidence. It's actually, you're building an alliance community around your values. So for me as a service provider, when I'm building my own community, I know that the people that I've built community with, I don't have to like sit there and wonder if their values are aligned with mine because my values are like, out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very much well known. And so if you're following me that and and you're around and you're a part of the whatever marketing I'm doing for the day, like you understand what my values are and it's understood that your values are the same because you're still around. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for I remember that that workshop that you're talking about. And I knew that if I was going to jump into a coffee chat with anyone from that workshop, our values were going to be aligned. Maybe Mm -hmm. some things were off, but at the end of the day, we all have like the same set of values because we're following this one person who has this set of values and we love and trust. And so I did jump on some of those coffee chats and they were fantastic and definitely, you know, some referral partners, but more importantly, like building community for ourselves, because sometimes Mm -hmm. online business can be very isolating. Um, and so that, that was really cool. And then the way that I do that with my email marketing clients, the way that we build community is, um, especially for nurture sequence from the very beginning, I always tell my clients, I know that this is going to be kind of like a polarizing thing and we'll talk about it, but I would really like to highlight your values within the first or second email, because mm-hmm. at this point we're, I don't want to say weeding out because I hate that term, but I we're setting the tone for that mm-hmm. new person that's jumping onto your list. All right, Mm -hmm. new person, nice to meet you. This is what I'm about. Mm -hmm. And this is the place where I am doing business from. And if Mm -hmm. this is aligned with you, cool, come learn some more. And if this is not aligned with you, cool, the unsubscribe button is below, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I always like to start off with that because of that aligned community value for me. We're going to build an aligned community together, my client and I. And in order to do that, we've got to set our values straight. Our truth and philosophy has got to be exposed and it feels vulnerable. Yes, but it it has to be there. Otherwise, this aligned community will be misaligned Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it'll be wrong. And anytime you try to say something, there will be pushback. And anytime you want to like stand for something, you'll get some more pushback, which is fine. And it's normal, even within, you know, the email community. But at the end of the day, you know that the people that you're going to work with eventually or that you're going to sell something to they're going to be your people and Mm -hmm. you know that you sold it from a good place and that they purchased from a good place and that, you know, your values are all aligned. I love that. I love that so much. And it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's like, it, uh, yeah, it does feel scary. It does feel vulnerable, but like, my God, is it awesome? Like the people that Mm -hmm. you end up getting to work with some days I finish like on a call week, I just get to the end of the week and I'm like, is this for real? Like I legit (laughs) work with the coolest people. Like I can't, I can't even believe it, but it's yeah. Like it, it took, it took doing that and doing it again and again and again. And sometimes getting like funny emails from like the, (laughs) my Barb email, like this woman was like, just so not aligned. And I wasn't even mad. I was like, I mean, cool. I'm super glad that she like realized she wasn't my people. Cause I would have, it would have been a lot more awkward if we started working together. And then I realized in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Hey, that also, that brings up a good point because 
you know, specifically for emails, once you know that someone has hit the unsubscribe button, you know that it's for the best. And yeah. you're not going to sit there behind the screen and wonder, crap, what did I do wrong in this email? Mm-hmm. Or did I say something wrong? Or what could I have done better? Or, <laughs> you know, like the immediate anxiety that comes up, you were doing this from your values and they have been set in place. You have set the tone from the very beginning. So there is no freak out at this point. It's just like, all right, good riddance. Like we are not going to be aligned. Something else that I wanted to mention is around aligned community and trust. Whenever you as a business owner partner with someone else and recommend someone else's services, that is a huge deal for you, for your community. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've already, I know your values, right? Erica's values. Mm -hmm. And I know that Erica will never partner with someone who has shaky (laughs) values or whose values don't align with her own. So Erica has chosen to, you know, back somebody else or has, uh, is doing a collaboration with someone else or is like doing a workshop with someone else. I know that the someone else is the real deal because Mm -hmm. they've got your support and the same for any business owner out there. If your values are known if you have set the tone whether that be via email or any other kind of content marketing and you are collaborating with somebody then your audience knows to trust them if you you know so like just it it all like your values play a role in every single piece of your business including your marketing and building that aligned community that's going to trust you vice versa yeah i love that thank you so much for um for mentioning that because it's, uh, yeah, it was something I I hadn't thought to bring up, but it's, it's so true. Um, and, and yeah, and there have been times when after the fact I've, you know, new information has come to light and I'm very transparent, like, Hey, I don't, you know, no, no drama, but like, I don't co-sign this person anymore. (laughs) And like, but you know, just because it's, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it means like the, aligning with, with values is so important to me. Um, and I know going back to making business sustainable for you, you have done some adjusting to your own business this year to make it more sustainable for you and are, you know, kind of focused in more on email now. So why don't you talk a little bit about that shift and then like how, if people have questions about creating the types of email that you're talking about, like how they can chat with you about it. Sure. So, um, you know, we talked about creating a business that fits your lifestyle and that was sustainable for you. And, um, my toddler is turning four soon. He's starting preschool and we have, you know, even before this, what do you call it? This panini panini. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We had considered (laughs) homeschooling him um, just for a variety of reasons. And, you know, panini came along and kind of solidified those plans. And so I am going to homeschool my toddler in the mornings, which means that now my work time has been cut short. It has been Mm -hmm. cut by half. And, you know, in thinking about those things uh, about that kind of lifestyle switch that is happening soon, and about my own strengths and what I prefer mm-hmm. to write. I truly love emails. When I was working with my clients doing content marketing, I love creating their blog posts and I love creating social media posts and repurposing content and all that jazz. But it's in the emails that you have. I know I've talked to you about this before. Like someone has given you explicit consent to come into their lives into this, mm-hmm. you know, intimate part of 
something of theirs. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, okay, Jackie, really, it's just an inbox and someone entered an email address. Yes. But now your emails are coming into notifications on the phone into Mm -hmm. like something that they've given you permission for versus like social media, where you hit follow and you know that you're going to scroll by their content. This is something more intimate and I enjoy the intimacy. And that's a Mm -hmm. place where I know that I can build and grow aligned community. That's a place where I know I can work with one of my clients or all of my clients (laughs) and establish your values, establish your philosophy, your truth. And then we can move on from there to, you know, establish more things like, you know, the value that you want to bring to them, what it is that you bring to the table, what it is that you do. And then we continue on from there and we can have like a solid relationship. And of course you can have a solid relationship on social media as well, but that's just not my, (laughs) that's not my forte. Emails is like that intimate place where I absolutely love to have, you know, conversations and, and, um, established community there. And so putting two and two together, what I decided to do and to shift my offers, I was doing, you know, content retainers on an ongoing basis. Now I've done two things differently. Um, for my nurture sequences, we're doing it in an intensive format and, um, to address something that we said earlier, we're like, you know, marketing is like this urgent need. You need things now, Mm -hmm. but the reason why I'm doing an intensive is not because of the urgency and needing it now. It's because it fits my lifestyle. I have this set amount of time to work. So this is a set amount of time that I, that I can offer for a nurture sequence. And then for newsletters, I switched it over to a recurring intensive thanks Mm -hmm. to Hunter Yeah, (laughs) her and her recurring intensive model. I love that. And because they're newsletters and they are recurring month to month, that's Mm -hmm. what it looks like. It's still an intensive format, but something that happens every month because it aligns with my values, but also my lifestyle. And I thank you, right? Because if it weren't for the group that I was in with you in rebellious success, I wouldn't have been able to confidently quote unquote, I'm doing your quotes, rebel against the way things are done. And just doing it this way feels so much better for me. I love that. And it's so funny because you're the second person to like from the rebellious success spotlights to mention Hunter. And I I love her (laughs) Hunter and Island Welling, the agent. She, she's so rad. I just, she's Mm -hmm. one of my, my closest online friends and she's fantastic. And, and I love that. And it's funny too, like with the, um, I actually love intensives too, And for me, I think it's my ADHD brain. I love like the getting in and getting out, like it really holds my attention. So yeah. And that's something I had to realize for myself is like, oh yeah, that's actually like, yeah, it's not, it's not the urgency. Like it fits my schedule because I have a limited schedule too. And it just feels really good to be like, cool. We get in, we get out, we're done. Like, it's just, I, I love it. Yeah. And there's probably so many other attention. Yeah. yeah like, 100% I can't attention. do like 25 here and like 30 minutes the next day. No, I got to do it all now, or it's going to like drag out. So <laughs> same, same. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, but, and I'm sure there are other people who would be like, oh my gosh, that's, it's like way too much. I can't, you know, I, I can't focus for that long or whatever, but, um, but I feel like, like you said, like that, it kind of goes into, the whole philosophy of rebellious success is finding what works for you, even if other gurus say that you should be doing something else. It's like finding the best fit for you to have that sustainable growth over time. And like, 
our, the first thing we always kick off with is our truth, like really coming back mm-hmm. to our truth, which one of the other interviews I did, um, one of the other women, she said like her, her main takeaway was her truth. Like she printed it. It's on her wall next to where she works. So it's like, it's been fun that we've been talking about all of this, but I, mm-hmm. I loved working with you. And, and what would you say, like for anyone listening, like what was like your biggest takeaway or your thing that you would just like want to impart to somebody else? If they're like, I don't know if this is the right fit for me. Um, can I rebel and say two things instead of just one? Yes, I <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so to be completely transparent and honest, and I know that this is going to be the case for someone out there. When you join a group program, you in the back of your mind, you know that not everyone in that group program is going to participate. So you know there's going to be like the one person that talks more. And you're going to be, you're going to know that there's going to be just a few people that are going to give you feedback. That is not the case here. And that is what I loved about first of all, like about your program, but also about you. We just talked about building aligned community and that aligned community joined this group, right? It yeah. was part of those commu- those community members that were part of your aligned community joined Rebellious Success. So everyone was present. And I love that because you, like I got to learn a little bit about everyone's business and just like the different kinds of businesses that are out there that I had no idea. People even did those things, they do them. And Everyone has, um, at the very beginning, you set guidelines to feedback and how, you know, like if no one's asking for feedback, don't give it. It's just like a vent session. Cool. But, you know, everyone followed those guidelines and we're okay with them because again, aligned values, but the feedback that you did, that I did receive from the community was spot on. And it was like amazing, you know, and when you go into group programs, you also wonder if the feedback you're going to receive from those group members will actually be beneficial or if, or if it will be something that's not truly something that you might need, but everything was hundred percent beneficial and everyone had really awesome things to say. So one takeaway, the community is an alliance community that you have been building and they are, can I say this? Badass. <laughs> They're such yes. badass oh, yeah. people. Oh, yeah. I, I love this so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're such badass, like business owners. And I, like, I hate that our last call was yesterday because now I'm like, what am I going to do without them? But whatever, like we've connected already, but it's, there's such, they were a group of such amazing human beings that have such like knowledge and badassery behind them, you know, that it's like a community you want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And then my second takeaway was um, your your entire framework was a big deal to me. And every time that I watched one of the acronym videos. Oh, yeah, the Thrive. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> so truth, even when starting with truth, I remember um, like writing it in my notebook and being like, all right, I need help with this because I can't properly articulate what my, what my truth is. And that is what shot me like can I say yeah. revenue stuff? I know I tripled my revenue from the moment I solidified my truth. Okay. And this isn't, I don't want to talk numbers because this isn't like a scarcity yeah, yeah, yeah. like thing. This totally. is more of how important knowing your value and knowing your values. Both of those things are different. And knowing that is like such a big piece of your business growth and being in that murky middle of business, I feel has a lot to do with not knowing really not knowing what your truth is and what value you bring because of that like truth of yours. And so I love that that was the very first thing that we did in your group, because that was the very first thing I had to be faced with 
in the murky middle of my own business and be like, all right, girl, we got to talk about what the hell your truth is. Like, what is it really that you're bringing to the table? What is it? Why? Like, what's going to wake you up in the morning? Because up until that point, I was like, yeah, I'm just writing content for people. Yeah. I have a way of doing this. Yeah. I like ethical marketing. Yeah. I don't want to be sleazy, but what really is my truth? Like, and where is it coming from? And it's coming Mm -hmm. from that place of being the colonized and having my ancestors being the colonized people and having that like generational trauma from the shiny object syndrome garbage and knowing that I don't want that to be the place where I'm writing for my clients or writing for myself. So I love that. <laughs> that was I, it. <laughs> no, it's so great. And, and thank you so much for all of that. And it's so nice to hear. And yeah. And I think, you know, in, in terms of like, with the, with the revenue, like you said, like, it's, it's not about like, even with numbers, like it's, it's always so like weird and subjective because Mm -hmm. like an amount that is like a lot of money for one person might not be enough to cover, you know, cost of living. It's so subjective, but I think the fact that you mentioned like it, that it tripled because Mm -hmm that you looked at like your values and your value and like really making sure all aligned and kind of, and having that like moment where you had to really look inward and be like, I need to make some changes. And I'm sure there was a level of like, that's really scary. Is everything going to collapse that I've already built? But like, Mm -hmm. you kind of like went through it with the support of the community. Like you walked through that fire and then you came out on the other end and it's like, it's not just that you're making more money. It's like, you're doing what you really love in a way you love to do it with people you love to do it with. And like, that is literally like when I give the components of like my definition of a thriving business, like that's all of it. That's exactly yeah. it. So that makes Can me Can I super add something happy. to that? Sure. <laughs> doing all of that with confidence is the bigger mm. deal. In for me right now, where I'm sitting right now, it's the confidence piece. I get to work with people that I love doing what I love with values that are aligned to me in a way that is that I'm confident in doing. I can say my price now without like shrinking in my chair. I can, I can, you can ask me, what do you mean by sleaze free marketing? And I can tell you, and I can tell you why that even matters to me in the first place. And I can tell you what it means to me that my ancestors had to like go through that crap, you know, and I can tell you these things. I can articulate it with confidence. That is a huge shift for me on a personal level, because whereas before I was like hiding and I wasn't saying anything. And I was like, "Eh, I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'll do it for this price because you know, whatever I can't Mm -hmm. communicate, communicate my value to you or even what my values truly were. And now that I can, it just feels so much more sustainable and easy. Mm -hmm. And I can like relax and I can just do it. And if you don't like my values, cool, man, we don't got to work together. You know, like that's (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) You know, it's, it's just, I loved it. And I loved, um, seeing that shift for others in the community as well and growing more confident in their pricing, in their truth, in the way they they like maneuvered through difficult client situations or difficult like questions that they encountered. I remember a few and and then just doing it with confidence. And I truly enjoyed seeing that. I love that. Yeah. Me, me too. It makes it makes my heart so happy. But thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your expertise. I have really loved having you and I know people are going to get so, so much value from this. Um, all of Jackie's links and info and everything will be in the show notes. So be sure to go check her out.
Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.